Hello and welcome to season six of the Podcast Base podcast. This season will focus on making money with your podcast. There are so many ways to monetize a podcast without a large audience or thousands of downloads. I'll tell you how I monetize mine and we'll also have guests on the show who share about their podcasting journey. So let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome, podcast babes, to a new episode, a new interview episode. Today, I'm here with Joe Ingram, and she is a former advertising agency director at turned business coach and messaging strategist. Joe helps high achieving female coaches clarify their unique message so that it can magnetize their soul clients by combining proven online business strategies with energy work. I don't know about you, but I find this very, very interesting. So, can't wait to hear more. She also has a podcast. It was called Action Taker Tribe and she relatively recently rebranded, relaunched it and it is now called Goals with Soul. So I definitely want to ask Jo more about her podcast and she actually mentioned to me that her podcast is the number one reason that her clients book the work with her. So I think she is a great example of what we can all do with our podcast so first of all, Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here, Anne. Yeah. So Joe, can you tell us, first of all, a little bit more of what you do exactly as a business coach and messaging strategist? Absolutely. So my role is to help new and establishing female coaches to really clarify their soul message. What I'd realized, this happened to myself and it happens to almost all my clients, is that we launch ourselves into the online business space and make very quick decisions about what we're going to do. Start doing all the things, start building audiences in social media, even launching podcasts. But we realise quite quickly that we're not getting the clients that we really want or we're not getting enough clients. And it's all about... Guilty as charged. (laughs) We all do it. We all do it, right? I mean, I came out of 20 years of corporate and very quickly just decided that I could be successful and did the right thing, made some quick choices about how I could help. But it wasn't long before I burned out because I was so far out of alignment with really what lights me up. And I was attracting clients who were energy sapping rather than energizing. And I realized that actually it's that messaging, that unique messaging and getting that right at the start unlocks all the success in all the other parts of the mechanics of building an online business. So what I do is I bring all that experience from my corporate days of 20 years in marketing, but I blend it with energetics to bring you into alignment with your own unique messaging. And I found that when you do those things, you get that magnetic resonance that people really want to hear more from you. And I discover that with my podcast and I've created programs to help people do that with their own businesses. Yeah. So let's just dive into podcasting then. Can you tell us more about why and when you launched a podcast and how that like initial stage of podcasting was for you? (laughs) It's, It's really funny, actually. It was really, really messy. I sort of discovered that podcasts were a thing. It wasn't something I even really come across before that in my corporate days. And I realized too that just for me, the fact that I could just show up and talk as opposed to consider video or writing for a blog was something that from a personal perspective really appealed. But really what sealed the deal for me was the fact that podcasts are in, that, in this massive growth phase 
Many people believe that, you know, they're going to be the next explosion. There's going to be new ways of monetizing them. I mean, I know you know more about this than me, but I was so excited by this aspect. But even more than that, I realized that as I started listening to podcasts, when you when you listen to someone in your ear, there's a real personal aspect. It felt really one to one, which, you know, from all those years working in advertising, I really did understand the value of that. So I decided that it was coming from my heart. It matched what my audience wanted to hear. It was a growth area. I was just going to do it messy. And that is exactly what I did. I jumped onto Canva, created an image that I I called cover art, which was actually an old holiday photo because I didn't have any professional photos, nothing. It was, in fact, it was the only photo I could find that would allow me to use it without having Photoshop skills, which I didn't have. So it was super messy. I picked the title. I know you mentioned it earlier. Back then it was called Action Taker Tribe because I was all about productivity and action in my very early days of my business. And that was the best I could come up with. Now, I could have procrastinated. I could have delayed the launch of my podcast. But I made the decision that moving forwards was more important than being perfect. So um, as a recovering perfectionist, this was you know very empowering. And I just went for it and started where I was at, which is what I would advise anyone to do, really, because there's never going to be a point where you're going to be perfect, but you are going to improve once you're in the doing and in the action, which is what happened for me over the course of the last, what, 12 to 14 months of running my podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And I love your story because you're so right. There is never a perfect time and there's always more than what that you can do. Like there's always, mm, it's not the perfect name. Let me procrastinate or let me think about this longer. Or mm, I don't have professional photos. Maybe I should like save up for a photo shoot and then plan the photo shoot and, and get the photos. And that could easily take another like three to six months. And when you see where you are now with your podcast, can you imagine not having started back then? Then you would never be where you are now. I have immense gratitude to my 2020 self for just getting <laughs> on with it and just doing something. Because like recently I checked on listen notes and I've been ranked in the top 5% of global podcasts. Now, just to be clear, I didn't even know that I could look up my rankings until I ran into someone last month that went, oh, how's your podcast doing? And actually told me how I was doing. Because I don't think I even believed that the actions over that length of time would lead to something that would increase credibility and authority to that extent. And it was actually the consistency that I think has made all the difference. It was just I made a decision that I was going to show up for my podcast. And I did it in ways to create ease so I wasn't struggling through it. And by doing that, I was able to create that momentum that has led me to a point where I'm absolutely delighted that I made that decision and I stuck with it. Yeah. And you make a really good point. Make Doing it with ease and making it easy for yourself to show up. I think that is key when you start something new because it can get overwhelming quite quite quickly, especially a podcast. It's all new. It's a completely new platform and there's a lot of moving parts. It's not just creating the content, but also then like editing and promoting and uploading. And it has so many new elements to it when you start. So can you talk about how you did that, how you made sure you could do podcasting with ease? Well, in two different ways. 
probably more than two, actually, now I think about it, because I'm all about ease. I went through that period of burnout, as I mentioned, and I swore that I wasn't going to do anything in my business that was going to create that kind of feeling where I was overwhelmed and I didn't want to run my business. Because the reason that the majority of the heart-centered coaches are doing what we're doing is because we want to feel lit up. We don't want to feel that we're burdened with our work. And podcasting could easily become that if we don't create spaciousness and ease in it. So first of all, I did get some help. I found somebody that could help me with the show notes and some editing. But I also learned all those skills for myself. So I launched with help. Then for financial reasons, I decided that I was going to do it myself for a while, which I'm really pleased I did because I like having the skills to be able to edit my own podcast and write my own show notes and do all of those things. But I think where the biggest ease came in was just deciding that tech wasn't my priority. Now, I actually record my podcast to this day straight into my iPhone voice memos app standing in my daughter's wardrobe. That is how I record the majority of my episodes. And the funny thing is, my husband's a musician and he has all the equipment. It's not like I lack for equipment or even somebody to help me use it. But I realized that if I was going to use all that equipment, I would have to take my laptop into the closet or there were so many moving parts that I just inquired of myself. If this was really easy, what would you be doing? And I realized that actually the quality of the sound, whilst it's not ultimate, is absolutely good enough. And then I took it a step further. I realized that sometimes recording those episodes took a great deal of time by the time I planned them and scoped them. But when I was walking in the woods in the morning, which I frequently do as part of my self-care routine, I was super inspired and I was getting all these ideas dropping in. So I took out my iPhone and as I was walking, I would just record what it was that I really wanted to share. And with a little bit more creative editing around the background noise, and occasionally the wind was a little too fierce, but I did my whole season two in that way. And that allowed me to actually share two episodes a week rather than one, which I think actually really boosted my downloads through season two. So I'm actually really grateful that I made the decision to sort of, again, take the easy road, what felt like ease, and just show up and share my message for my audience. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And I, I love that you make it easy for yourself. Like, I also try to start like relatively like close to my comfort zone let's call it close to my comfort zone not in my comfort zone because starting a podcast is always scary like it's in, in no one's comfort zone I think but like staying relatively close to your comfort zone so for me that was recording solo episodes and then later I branched out to interviews and first I interviewed people that I already knew current clients and then I loved it and I was like, okay, I want to do more interviews. And then I reached out to like strangers on the internet to do interviews with them. But I think that initial step of just getting into it, trying it out, making it easy for yourself. And I think it's a great tip that for you, it was walking in the woods and recording your episodes there. Not perfect, but is it about perfect sound or is your goal to bring your message to people and in, in their ears? And if the audio quality is good enough, and like you said, some creative editing can also do a lot, then 
maybe that's also enough. It's so, so true. And I did exactly the same as you. I did 70 solo episodes before I did my first interview. And now I'm doing interviews and I'm easing in with people that I'm more familiar with. So moving through exactly the same process you are, I'm really enjoying them. Although my audience mostly tell me that they enjoy the fact that my episodes are quite short. I tend to record 10, 15 minute, sometimes 20 minute episodes, um, but my interviews are a bit longer. So we'll see how they go. But I think that energy and that collaboration has the potential to really elevate a podcast. I'm really excited about how I can share sort of more value with my listeners that way. Cool. Yeah. So now interviews are something new in your podcast. What else has been like new or what improvements did you make in the past year of podcasting? Mostly it's been about my message. So when I first started, my message was, I would say in comparison to now, a lot more one dimensional. I like had particular things that I wanted to talk about. And after my sort of burnout crash, I turned a lot more into the spirituality of entrepreneurship. I realized that I was already a certified pranic healer, but wasn't really bringing that energy into my business. You know, through my years of corporate, I'd got too stuck in the fact that you only present a certain idea of yourself to professionals. And so a professional, yes, exactly. Really. But I, I realized that actually when you allow your truth to come through and you start telling stories that really resonate from a place of vulnerability, that's when change really happens. And also from a business perspective, it really allows clients to be attracted to your message, work with you and get the transformation that they really need to move forward, in my case, with their businesses. So over the course of that year, I realized that I was bringing more and more of that into my podcast. In fact, I credit my podcast with being the predominant way that I was expressing myself over that period. I felt almost that because it's so intimate recording a podcast on your own, that I was talking to my best friend about it. And I was sharing my journey through the spirituality, including things like law of attraction and Kabbalah, and things that were inspiring me to really level up. I realized that I was quantum curious and wanted to share that with my audience who wanted to know more about how to use energy in order to be successful in their business, to open up to their authentic self and so on. And as that progressed, I realized that I was quite out of alignment with the title I'd given it and the trailer I'd recorded right back at the beginning. It probably took me several more months before I actually decided on everything I needed to create the relaunch. But the title Goals with Soul just dropped in one day when I was in the bath reading a self-help book and they were talking about it as part of a paragraph. And I just literally went, oh! That's my podcast title. And I was amazed when I found that nobody else already had a podcast called that. And it was clearly meant to be. But what I liked about that title particularly was that goals is something that should always be front of mind when you're building a business. And having gone through that wounded masculine, I had spent some time in what is often described as the wounded feminine. I couldn't make decisions. I was taking beautiful long walks in the woods, but my business wasn't moving forward. So I sort of opened to this divine balance between the masculine and feminine, which is the action taking, but also the inspired going with the flow, allowing your inner being to speak to you. 
And so Goals with Soul, for me, really represented those two halves that had been a real struggle for me to really bring into alignment. But I noticed such a difference in my life and particularly in my business when I had got to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love this. I, I think it's so cool to hear that you were doing something completely different, just reading a self-help book in the bath. <laughs> and then it came to you. And I think that is also such a good tip. Like when you, probably when you started your podcast, you could have thought about a title for months and months and still couldn't come up with this. But then when you're not actively looking for it, I feel like that's also what happened with my podcasts. They're like both of them. I have two podcasts and both of them, the titles that they have now also just came to me in a random moment. And I think there is no other way. So better just to start like what you did and then change it later. How was it to change the title of your podcast and the artwork and all that? Was that a difficult process or would you say no problem at all? You can change as as often as you want. It couldn't have been simpler. I literally, with regard to the title, I just typed it in and it was changed. (laughs) And I'm in all the places, Apple, Spotify, all of them. And it just changed over flawlessly. In fact, I gave it a bit of a temporary title at first where I put goals with soul bracket formally action taker tribe, just in case people hadn't heard my promotion and hadn't read my email about the changes that the podcast was going through. And then I left it a couple of weeks and just removed the brackets at the end. The artwork, I'm still not using professional photographs and I'm still creating myself in Canva, but I remain open to further iterations. I've actually got my first professional photo shoot coming up later this month. So it could be that one of those photos gets dropped in at some point in the future. And having had the experience I've had this year of just easily iterating without any stress, without anything bad happening. I'm like, it's, it's fine. You can do it. You are the master of your own podcast. And as long as you create an intimate relationship with your listeners, people understand, support you. And, and actually, even more so, they actually enjoy being part of the journey. When I came out about the changes of, in my podcast, it actually gave me an opportunity to articulate what I had learned over that year and the struggles and the solutions I'd found. And I actually got a boost in my listenership just after I'd relaunched. So from a purely strategic point of view, it's got some benefits as well as being aligned with having benefits for us personally in our business. Mm, That sounds really good. And I'm glad that you said that it was very easy to change everything because that is also a question that I get from podcasters often like, yeah, but what if I want to change it later on? Is it going to be a problem? Is that very difficult? Is that a like complicated process to do all that? But yeah, like you said, it's not. You can just change the title in your hosting and it just goes everywhere in all different apps. And I think it's really smart what you did, the formerly Action Taker Tribe. I think that's really smart. So if people are uh, who are listening, thinking about rebranding, relaunching the podcast, I think that is a good takeaway, like a specific tip that you can take away from this episode. You also mentioned that your podcast is the number one way for you to reach new clients and to sign new clients. Why do you think that is? Or do you have any tips for other podcasters who also want to use their podcast to sign clients but are not maybe doing that yet? Where I find the podcast really comes into its own is resonance. 
So I talked earlier a little bit about attracting clients and being in that magnetic state. And actually, when people listen to your podcast and you share authentically, there's a real attraction if they are your sole clients that happens in that exchange. And I found actually quite early on that when I would go into Zoom calls, discovery calls, conversations with people who later became clients, they would frequently say, oh, I listened to your podcast, whatever episode really resonated with me. I've, all, I've always felt that way. And I just knew that when I heard you talking about that, that I needed to speak with you because I felt like you might be able to help me. So often we talk about in online business, the element of no like and trust. And we seek out, you know, to develop those aspects in social media. But I have found that podcasting, when it comes to developing no like and trust, just sits in a really high place compared to everything else that I've done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can go through all three aspects with this podcast episode because it's long form content. So people can find it through SEO or through you promoting it then they get to like you because they hear you speak. And when they resonate with your message, they can also trust you in those, say, like 10 to 30 minutes, maybe 60 minutes that the podcast episode is. I love that. I think this is really cool, Joe. Can you tell us more about what else you're working on with the podcast, like a little bit behind the scenes? Is there anything that you are wanting to improve in the next few months or, I don't know, like any cool plans? Oh, what a great question. Actually, you just reminded me of something that I was going to say just a minute ago, which was you were asking how the podcast helps the business. And something that I really struggled with is calls to action, particularly ones that invite people to buy something from you, to move another step closer to wanting to be in your world or engaging you to help them with their problems. For quite a while, I would stutter over this stuff and just didn't want to bring it into the podcast. But I actually learned, and this is, was such a corner when I, and I turned such a corner when I realized this, is that people want to know more. If they're listening to your podcast, particularly if they're regular listeners, they are interested in how you actually take that forward and help. And for example, next month, I'm launching a program called Time to Rise, which is my magnetic messaging program. And I've really concentrated on how I can bring that into my podcast and ask people if they'd like to talk to me about it, see if it's a good fit for them. And I have had numerous people jumping into calls with me because they do want to know more because they've understood how what I teach via my podcast is something they'd like to go deeper in. But the one challenge that <laughs> consistently drops in with this one is timing. Because quite often, if I'm recording podcast episodes ahead of time, and I've got someone that works with me on that and she's done the editing and it's signed, sealed and delivered and it's ready to go. It's scheduled. And I'll suddenly realise that actually that was a launch phase and I need to go back and add a little intro or an outro that's actually relevant with what I'm promoting at the time in my business. So that's something that I definitely need to get a little bit of more forethought into. But when it's well placed and it's relevant, it works so well for business. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I see that too. And yeah, I'm also literally working on that <laughs> for the past two seasons, probably. I've been working on that. And it's a little bit like experimenting, seeing what works, what doesn't work and planning ahead, but also not too far ahead because of launches. Yeah, I yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Same here. Joe, thank you so much for sharing 
everything that you shared about your podcast. I think we got some really great tips. Take messy action. Start just literally now. Start with the messy action that you can take right now and don't overthink it. Improve as you go. And what I was thinking like throughout this whole interview was like, was what so many podcasters tell me the only regret that they have is not starting sooner. So I love hearing that you just did it. You just went out there, recorded the first episode, got help with your launch, which is, I think is also really good. Like if you, if you cannot or don't want to find everything out on your own, get help, even for financial reasons, if you done can take over from there to edit your own episodes and manage your own episodes for a while. I think that is just seeing opportunities. And I think that is a really good takeaway from this episode, at least for me. And I'm super excited to see where your podcast is going from here. And yeah, thank you again for coming on the show, Joe. Oh, it's been so much fun. It's been so great to chat about those early days of podcasting. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us where people can find a podcast and also when people want to connect more with you? Absolutely. So my podcast is called Goals with Soul. It's everywhere that you could expect to find a podcast. Uh, it's obviously under my name, Joe Ingram. And you can DM me or find out more about me on Instagram. I'm called Ingram. Yes, we will also add all the links to the show notes so you can just go to the description and connect with Joe, listen to her podcast. And I'll see you on the next episode. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guest if you found her tips useful. It's always good to hear that. And don't forget, I'm releasing another episode on Wednesday. These Wednesday apps are really short and quick with a tip that you can implement right away. So I'll see you there. Hey, Podcast Babe, before you go, I want to tell you real quick about a free tool that we developed, a quiz. So if you have heard me talking about podcast monetization and all the different options that you have and you're like, okay, cool, but what's the right one for me? That is exactly what you can find out in this quiz. So if you go to thepodcastbabes.com forward slash quiz, you can answer nine questions. It will only take you five minutes. And one of the podcast monetization strategies will roll out of this quiz as the perfect strategy for you. Of course, I will also give you some tips on how to get started, some podcast episodes to listen to, specified to the outcome of your quiz. So go to the podcast babes forward slash quiz, take the quiz and start monetizing.